Beautiful humans, welcome back to the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippey, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three. So I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. I'd love to grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. People, are you ready? beautiful humans investigating jesus welcome back to the i like birds podcast uh man i told my wife i was it's a sunday night here i told my wife i was like only gonna read the bible a little bit and i was gonna go hang out in the room you know go to bed early but i kind of read the bible kind of got a little fired up kind of wrote an episode and I'm too hyped to just go to sleep and not record it. So here we are. She'll understand because it's all about the Jesus baby. Uh, man, on this episode, I'll give you a little description. We're not playing games. So I hope you came ready. Hope you came ready to listen, to feel, to think. We're talking all things real, including waiting until Monday to follow Jesus. Have you ever said that in your mind? We talk about that. We discuss having faith over fear. We also talk about how we as human beings who believe in Jesus have authority over over satan yes i said that right we also talk about how prevalent the devil is in our world right now so let's talk jesus and also let's talk the truth because that's the same thing baby let's go and if you're a consistent listener of the i like birds podcast first of all thank you so much but second of all uh you might have heard me talk about a book called not a fan Uh, i've been reading it uh, actively before bed and it just really speaks to me and it obviously speaks so much that i kind of did a couple episodes in regards to what i was reading in it and actually reached one of the listeners my friend sierra she uh, got the book and she tagged me on instagram and she's excited to read it and it's just so cool to see the power of this podcast It, it really does help us all grow in our faith together so I'm really happy that she shared that with me, and I'm excited to see how she likes it. And man, uh, I was I was almost finished the book, right? I was like, man, kind of like I was reading it slowly at night uh, for the last few weeks, and just kind of like reading a chapter a night or whatever whatever the case may be, however long I wanted to read it. And uh, man, I was like rushing through the last few pages, and man, something just hit me. It just I saw this this paragraph in there, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good because that was me. That was me, and I feel like it could be you, and I feel like it's us because we're human. And, man, I'll just share what it says with you guys right now. It's real quick. It says, I've discovered that the most common reason people give for not following Jesus is that they want to get their lives together first. It sounds noble, like you're taking the invitation of Jesus so seriously you want to start following him until you get your life turned around and going in the right direction. But when Jesus invites you to follow him, his invitation comes to you right where you are. He doesn't want you to wait until tomorrow in hopes that you'll finally be heading in the, down the right path. He wants you to say yes, yes today, and he will lead you out of where you are now onto the right path. And it doesn't even say onto the right path. I added that part because I know from experience onto the right path because Jesus is the right path. It's the way of life, right? And we always say that. We always say, I used to say it. I used to say, man, uh, yeah, I'll I'll get more involved in church uh, when, when uh when I make it in comedy, I'll get, I'll, I'll get more, I'll, I'll learn more about Jesus when, when I'm successful and famous. I'll, I'll learn more about Jesus when, uh, when I get married. I, I, I kept doing that over and over again, you know, in my head, in my heart. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I think it's just because I was so selfish and living for the world that I never took the time to even investigate him on a really deep level. You know, it was always surface level. And I get it, man, because we want to get our lives together first. We all want our lives together. 
but Jesus really does help you get your life together. And it feels that way so much for me in my life right now that it's like, oh, it's so refreshing. And I feel so at peace with it. And I'm so excited about it. And I really just, I want the same for people listening to this, man. I really do, man. I care about people. And how many times have we said that though, that we, well, that we want to get our lives together first, right? We've said it even in our worldly way, right? We say, we say, oh, I'll start watching what I eat uh, when I get a consistent schedule and I can cook more at home and I can meal prep. I'll start exercising on Monday. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to get swole. I'm going to get Superman biceps. I'll start going to bed at a good time tomorrow, I swear. And you wake up in the morning, you're so tired. You're like, I'm going to go to bed early tonight, I swear. And then what happens? It's like past your bedtime and you're already like four to five episodes deep on Friends. And you're like, yo, I didn't really realize I liked this show that much, but I'm like five episodes deep. I'll start budgeting my money as soon as I get a steady income. How many times do we do that normally? And that's all stuff that's so worldly, right? How dare we do that and adopt that mentality to our faith? How dare you? How dare me? How dare us? And guys, what if there is no Monday? What if Monday don't come? What if Monday don't come and we don't really know Jesus? That coronavirus, man, is getting people. How many of those people that are deceased took the time to investigate their faith and really try to know about God? Think about that. Think about that when you see uh, the news flash, what they're flashing every second. Think about those people for a second and think about like, man, I wonder if they were, if they're in the right place, you know? And it, it, it sounds tough, but I mean, it's reality, dude. Like how many of those people really tried to know about God, right? God's word about God's son. Ooh, that's the, that's the one right there, God's son. Because I promise you, if you learn about Jesus and you know, even just, you hear about Jesus, uh, what he did, his story, his, his mission, uh, his, his, his ministry, his teaching, anything about Jesus, for the most part, I feel like it'll open the door for you to learn so much more about God and everything else. Because that's the way it started for me, and I think that's the way it starts for a lot of people. It's like, you, you learn about Jesus and what he did for us, you're like, okay, I read about Jesus. Now I need to know about Matthew. Now I need to know about John. Now I need to know about Peter. Wait, Peter denied him three times? I don't want to know anything else about Peter. (laughs) I'm getting silly, but dude, I'm serious. Like, learning about Jesus first is like the way to go. So if you ever have anyone in your family that or your friends or any anybody in life that you really want to get them to, you know, Get them to know about Jesus. Just tell them about Jesus, dude. Like, people didn't tell me about Jesus. I wish they did. Nobody told me how dope he was. I wish they did. And maybe they did. Maybe I was just, you know, uh, deaf. You know, maybe the devil blinded me or blinded my ears or whatever you want to call it. But I don't know, man. And, man, just think about this, too. All right, we're switching gears a little bit. Think about all the stress from the pandemic that is getting to people. Like, think about the stress right now all over, all over the world, all over America, all over your state, Florida, Texas, right? That's where I, that's where I'm from. I'm from Florida and I'm from Texas. I see nothing but like, oh my gosh, cases, 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 death, death, death. How many people are fearful right now? How many people are not turning to God during this time? How many people are? Not very many. Maybe. I, I mean, what do you think? Do you see it on timeline? No, you don't see it, man. Why are we fooling ourselves? You don't see it, man. It's not out there. You don't see, man, I love when people share about God because, man, it's like, thank you. Thank you. 
more people are turning to the news and the government and anyone else that agrees with their opinion than they are God. They're turning to that in this time of stress and despair and and un- unknowing, right? And guys, it's my daily life goal. It is my daily life goal to read more about God than I do the news. And I'm sick of caring about it all. Aren't you? I'm sick of these case numbers being punched down our throat. I'm sick of the fear. And I can't give in to the fear. I can't. I can't. It's like my, I, I start, I do, let, let's say I do it one day, right? I do one day, one night, I look at too much news. And I'm like, ah, ah, babe, we should order some math. Uh, uh, we should do this, you know, we should, uh, you know, I, I do that with my wife. My wife's like, calm down, don't, don't, you know, relax. God, God's got us, like, we're good. Like, you know, we'll, we'll be safe. We'll do this, we'll do that. And we're good. And I can't give into that fear, right? I, I don't let myself do it more than, more than, I'll say one day. I don't even think it's one day. I think it's a few hours or whatever. And as much as people want, people want you to give into the fear. They want you to. And as much as they want me to, if I give, if I give you my fear, I lose my faith. You won't ever see me posting, for the most part, majority of the time, you won't see me posting anything politics or coronavirus or fearful stuff like that. You won't see me do it. Number one, that's not on brand. Number two, it's I'm all about the I like birds. And number three, that's fear. I'm not doing that. I have faith. And my pastor on Sunday really helped me understand this on Sunday morning. And I just, this morning, I dove deeper into my own thoughts from his preaching. And that's why a good preacher is so special because he brought these thoughts and the already feelings that I had to the surface and elevated them in my own voice. Right? And I'll read something from you from the Bible where it says, we're talking about in, um, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verses 14 through 17, uh, a little side excerpt in my, uh, in, my, in my Bible, it says, the new nature you have received is like a tender little flower. And that new nature, by the way, is Jesus and Jesus in your life. It takes time and effort to cultivate that little flower. You may find it hard at times to obey God and leave certain old habits behind at first, but as you cultivate that new nature by spending more time with God through activities like prayer, Bible study, and the I Like Birds podcast, you will notice changes as the weeks, months, and years go by. You will notice changes as the weeks, months, and years go by. And this is just a question for you to think about. Have you noticed a change since you started listening to this podcast in your life? Have you noticed a change since you started investigating Jesus? Has you started following Jesus more? Have you noticed that? I have. I, I have from people in my own corner, in my own circle, in my own in my own life. And a man from India was heard to compare our new spiritual nature and our old selfish one to two dogs constantly fighting with each other. He went on to say that he could determine which dog would win. And when asked how he can determine which dog won, his response was, the one I feed the most, of course. When you take time to feed your new spirit, spiritual nature, as you're doing right now, you give it the edge in this ongoing conflict between good and evil. My dude, how good was that? We have to feed ourselves, Jesus, on a daily basis, man. It's the only way. I'm sorry it can't just be on Sundays. I'm sorry it just can't be when it's convenient. I wish it was. I wish it was when it was convenient. That'd be dope, but it's not. It's not. And it shouldn't even be a problem, too. It shouldn't even be a problem. You guys know how good it feels to learn about God. 
You know how good it feels to be in your Zen space with God and your in your in your solace and your solitude with God. You know how dope it is to read about Jesus and talk about Jesus and love Jesus. And right now we need every person we can get to know Jesus. We need every person listening to this podcast because you are taking this and you're feeding someone else in your life with it. You are growing your faith every week. You will know Jesus if you keep listening to this podcast, I promise, because, man, I'm learning something new every week. Every time I read, I'm learning something new, and I'm sharing it with y'all. Even if I've read it before, something new pops out. And we need followers of Jesus right now in America. There's too much evil going on right in front of us, right above us, in these cities, these states, this country, and this world. They want us to be divided, y'all. They want it. That means we can't rise up against them. Dividing us gives them power. Identify that within yourself when you read these news articles or when you see your friends, in quotations, your friends, spitting their politics all over social media like they have a doctorate in political science or something. So keep that in mind, that they want us divided. They meaning you know who. All right? And y'all see what's going on with the Wayfair allegations. It all seems pretty fishy to me. They got Epstein's girlfriend now. Hillary's emails leaked of her talking to Obama about some sketchy stuff involved in all of that. Hey, and I'm just a guy that believes in Jesus. And I'm not here for any of that. And I'm, I'm not here to like talk about that too much. And I don't know much, right? But I do know one thing. It's only a matter of time before the world knows the truth. And the truth is this. All right, don't even worry about that stuff. Because that's, that's worldly stuff, right? Don't even worry about that. The truth is the devil is working right now. The devil is working. You can see him moving right now. The devil isn't made up, y'all. He is a real and he is of this world. It says he is of this world in the Bible. It even says he is the God of this world in the Bible. But don't be afraid because we have authority over him. We have authority over him. And in this book called The Believer's Authority, it explains this so beautifully. Because we see in Ephesians 6, 12 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, meaning humans, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places, meaning the devil. The word of God teaches us that these evil spirits are fallen angels who have been dethroned by the Lord Jesus Christ, and our contact with these demons should be with the knowledge that Jesus already defeated them. And now that Jesus has dethroned them, we, as believers, can reign over them. Originally, God made the earth and the fullness thereof giving Adam control over all the works of his hands. His hands, meaning God's hands. In other words, Adam was the God of this world. Adam committed high treason, and he sold out to Satan, and Satan, through Adam, became the God of this world. Adam didn't have the moral right to commit treason, but he had the legal right to do so because God gave free will. Now, Satan has a right to be here and be the God of this world until Adam's lease runs out. Satan had the right to rule over us until we became new creatures and got into the body of Christ, meaning until he had the right to rule us until we became followers of Jesus. How dope is that, y'all? Isn't that crazy? Like, Satan doesn't have the right to be in us anymore because we believe in Jesus, because we follow Jesus. And as we see in Colossians 1, giving thanks to the Father who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translate, uh, has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. 
He delivered us. He got rid of the power of the darkness. He got, got that away from us, and he brought us to Jesus. Listen to this. This is insane. Insanely in a good way. That's why Satan has no right to rule us or dominate us. Yet the average Christian has more faith in Satan's authority and power than in God's. The Bible not only talks about the first man, Adam, but also about the second Adam, Jesus Christ, who became our substitute. In 1 Corinthians 15, 45, we talked about this on a previous podcast. He's called the last Adam. It's the 47th birth. He's called the second man. All that Jesus did, he did for us. Our trouble is that we relegate everything to the future, right? We talked about that earlier. Oh, I'll follow Jesus tomorrow. I'll follow Jesus when my life is together. Most church people believe that we will exercise our spiritual authority sometime in the millennium, which is in the revelation when Jesus comes back. If that is so, why does the Bible say that Satan will be bound during the millennium? There won't be any need to exercise authority then because there will be nothing here that will hurt or destroy. Buckle in, it's getting good. It's now when there is something that will hurt and destroy. It's now we have authority. But many people believe we can't have much of anything now. They think Satan's running everything down here. We must remember, however, that although we are in the world, we are not of the world. Satan's running a lot of what is here on earth, but he's not running me. He's not running you. He's not running the church. He's not dominating us. We can dominate him. Because we have authority over him. Jesus said out of his own lips, Behold, I give you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions, meaning snakes and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, 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 nothing shall by any means hurt you. And he says that in Luke 10, 19. He gave us power over all the enemies, everything. He gave us the power. Does the church in this century have less authority than it did right after Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the Father's right hand? If it has less authority today, it would have been better for Jesus not to have died. But no, bless God, because we have authority. And we talked earlier about feeding. It's coming up again. We need to build these truths into our lives by meditating and feeding upon them until they become a part of our consciousness. Amen. Naturally speaking, we eat certain foods every single day because doctors tell us certain vitamins and minerals are going to help us build strong bodies. But guess what? There are spiritual vitamins and minerals that we need to take every day too to be healthy followers of Jesus. And again, Jesus says in his own words in Matthew 28, 18, he says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. He told that to his disciples. All the authority that can be exercised upon the earth has to be exercised through the church because Christ is not here in person and we, as followers of Christ, are the church. We are the body of Christ. And even though we have prayed to God and asking him, please do this, please do that, and leaving everything up to God, Jesus has given us his authority on earth and to his body, the church, meaning all of us who are followers of him. He gave us that authority. I'll say it again. Many problems exist because we permit them to. We're not doing anything about them. We're the ones who are supposed to do something about these problems, but we're trying to get someone else, including God, to do something about them. And how do you deal with the devil? As long as Satan can keep you in unbelief or hold you into the arena of reason, he'll whip you in every battle. That's powerful. As long as Satan can keep you in unbelief or hold you in the arena of reason, he'll whip you in every battle. 
but if you'll hold him in the arena of faith and the spirit, you'll whip him every time. He won't argue with you about the name of Jesus. He's afraid of that name because Jesus took back the keys, baby. The devil don't want no smoke with Jesus. Episode two, go check it out. And in the book, it says, I have found that the most effective way to pray can be when you demand your rights. That's the way we should all pray. Demand your rights. Peter at the gate beautiful did not pray for the lame man. He demanded that he be healed in Acts 3, 6. You are not demanding of God when you demand your rights. You're demanding of the devil. Jesus made this statement in John 14, and whatsoever you should ask in my name, I will do. If you should ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verses 13 and 14. He's not talking about prayer, y'all. The Greek word here is demand, not ask. And on the other hand, John 16, 23 through 24 is actually talking about prayer. It says, at the time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I'll tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. Use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. And the Greek actually reads, whatever you demand as your rights and privileges, you've got to learn what your rights are. And faith is a big part of this authority because, yes, there are times when evil spirits won't come out immediately. All right. But don't be disturbed about that. Base your faith about what the word says. Some people's faith is based is not really based on the Bible. It's based on like a manifestation. They operate outside the faith in the sense realm. If they get certain manifestations, they think the devil's gone. But he isn't gone just because you get a manifestation. He's still there and you need to know that and exercise your authority. When circumstances don't change immediately, some people get discouraged and they slip back into the natural old ways that they used to be before they followed Jesus. They start talking unbelief and they defeat themselves. They give the devil the domination over them again because they don't see something right away. Right? Have that faith. Have that consistent faith. As Smith Wigglesworth often said, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved only by what I believe. So stand your ground. And you may ask yourself, how does Satan attack people? Well, with the story of Adam and Eve, he actually questioned God's word. Satan did not deny that God had spoken. He simply questioned whether Eve understood what God really meant. He wanted her to think that perhaps she had misunderstood God's command. Today, Satan still twists the truth to try to alienate people from God. He also questioned God's love. Satan wanted to make Eve think that God was holding something back. In reality, God had placed those restrictions in Adam and Eve's lives to keep them from sinning and destroying themselves. Likewise, the barriers God places in our lives are there because he loves us. Satan also denied God's word. First, Satan questioned God's word, but then he denied God's word. He went from, did God really say this? To, oh, that's a lie. It's a short step from questioning God's word to denying it. And Satan even substituted his own lie. Satan led Eve to believe that if she ate the fruit, that she would become like God. At that point, Eve had a choice. She could either take God at his word or believe Satan's lie. The Bible calls Satan the father of lies and even acknowledges that in the last days, Satan will resort to deceiving people through a grand counterfeit scheme. A big scheme. The best defense against Satan's attack is to fill your mind with the truth found in God's word. Therefore, feed yourself daily like we talked about. Satan knows that our minds are the core of our thoughts, where we reason, fantasize, and imagine. Oh, he knows us. He will attempt to make you second guess what God has said in his word and get you to dwell on the what ifs in life. 
What if you had all that money? What if what if you did this? What if you did that instead? Our counterattack is found in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. The devil is a lie. That's what I conclude with. We as followers of Christ have authority over all things evil. Don't let the devil stop you from pursuing God. Don't let unbelievers tell you how to feel about your life and what's going on right now. Your life is meant to glorify God. Your life is meant to show other people who Jesus is. Your life is to get as close to God as humanly possible. Follow Jesus today, not tomorrow. I seriously love you for listening to this. As always, please share this episode if you enjoyed it. And stay prayed up during this time. It's so important to... uh, The body of Christ is in you, and we all need you. The world needs you right now. Seriously, the world needs you as a follower of Christ right now. We have authority. A song recommendation for you right now to listen to that alludes to this whole message is called Champion. Champion by Bethel. I don't know if you have Spotify. I don't know if you have Apple Music. I don't know if you have YouTube. Look up Champion by Bethel and blare it up. Listen to it and tag me in Instagram story, ZacharyP23. Uh, the song name again is Champion by Bethel. Go listen to it. Go tag me in it. I want to see you jamming out to it because this this episode gets me fired up. Go follow Jesus, man. I love you guys. Thanks again for listening. Uh, God is good. Jesus is dope. We out, baby. Episode 20. We did it.